0: When this person of character is raising another man's child, his character is greater than whatever those children bring to the table, and he's able to overcome because what's on the inside of him is greater.
1: Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, glad you're with us today as we continue a message from Matthew Chapter 1. It's called Raising Another Man's Baby, and uh, Pastor, we began last time to look at Joseph and see how he was raising Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior Amen. Jesus. I mean, this, this was not a child that he had any part in fathering, yet he got to be daddy to, to Jesus. That's right. And uh, as you brought out last time. There are a lot of people listening today who probably are involved in raising kids in a blending. I like how you said not blended family, a blending family, because that's still going on right now. Um, Talk about the character that is needed for that man, that woman who's involved in raising another man, another woman's child. Yeah, well, I think it just takes a godly character. Uh, You begin to look at Joseph, and you can
0: see what kind of man he was. And uh, I call him Mr. Mary. Here was a man that understood that even though Mary was his wife, there was something unique and distinct about her that God wanted to use where he needed to support her. Hmm. So think about it. He left his business, carpentry, went down into Egypt to support what God was doing through his wife. Hmm. And uh, that's a powerful thing. So it shows you what kind of man he really is. You heard that little story about the guy who, uh, he was in the store and he had a little baby in the cart. And he said, now, Raymond, calm down. Raymond, calm down. Raymond, please calm down. And the lady saw it and she said, oh, you were so gentle with little Raymond. And he said, no, no, lady, I'm Raymond. (laughs) And so there has to be something on the inside uh, that helps you to adjust and adapt uh, to the children and what
1: they bring to the table on the outside. Because they bring all sorts of stuff, the good, the bad, the ugly, the the adorable and the messy. And uh, yeah, you're right. But here's what I love. Joseph was the adult. Absolutely. And uh, we're to do the same. You you talk about the character that he had to be able to, in a sense, walk away from his business of carpentry, go down to Egypt. Um, It Sounds like really a lot of what we're talking about here is humility and the attitude and heart of a servant. Amen. I don't know, Steve. I think what we're talking about is humility and the heart of a servant. All right. Well, let's get into that. Matthew chapter one. Join us there. As we continue raising another man's baby, here's Pastor Ford.
0: First of all, let's look in the text. Here's what it says. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, verse 19, and not willing to make a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thus shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. I know you're used to it at Christmas. As a matter of fact, I didn't preach this. Text on Christmas, but isn't it amazing how the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword? That it's alive, that, that, that the Word of God uh, is so applicable in every situation. Now, notice first of all, what's the first characteristic? Character. Say character. Yes. But not just any character, character that has been reinforced in the crisis. Let me put this way. Character that's been reinforced by the crisis. Let me say it this way. Character that's been reinforced through the crisis. In, In other words, what's going on? Notice what it says. And Joseph being a just man. Stop. Joseph is called a just man. This is talking about his character. What he was on the inside. See, it doesn't say he was a justified man, because if it said he was a justified man, it would be talking about his salvation. But he says he's a just man. It's talking about his sanctification. Okay, I know they're big $50 theological words. What does it mean? It literally means he's a man that has been through a process with God and is in the midst of a process with God, ultimately to be transformed into the image of God. This is a man who understood that what's on the inside must be greater than what's on the outside because what's on the outside cannot overcome what's on the inside if what's on the inside is greater than what's on the outside. Preach, Pastor Ford, I'm doing the best I can. In other words, character is who you are. Reputation is what people think of you. And and so what happens? Joseph has something on the inside that won't let him sink. I I like these quotes. Uh, Abraham Lincoln said this, character is like a tree, and reputation is like a shadow. The shadow is what we think of it. The tree is the real thing. That's that's a good quote. That's a real good quote. Uh, Let me tell you what Henry Ward Beecher said. The test of Christian character should be that a man is a joy-bearing agent to the world. Here's what Dwight Moody said. Character is what you are in the dark. So that means character is who you are when nobody knows what you're doing, when nobody can peep your whole car, see what you're doing, what you're watching on your computer, what you're watching on your TV. Character is who you are at 3 o'clock in the morning. Booker T. Washington, I got two quotes from him, and I got these from Brother Riley back there. Character is power. And then he went on to say, character, not circumstances, makes the man. In other words, when this person of character is raising another man's child, his character is greater than whatever those children bring to the table. And he's able to overcome because what's on the inside of him is greater. Listen to this. Uh, Johann Wolfgang Van Gogh, he said this. Character is develops itself in the stream of life. That's this text. Character develops itself. In other words, he's a just man. He hears this bad news. It's a crisis. Well, how are you going to handle the crisis? Well, if you're a just man, you're going to handle it the right way. My, my son Nathaniel, he's gone home to be with the Lord. Some of you never met him. He's a character. I mean, he was a character. Uh, like one time, I, I was missing my ring. And uh, he used to take stuff. He was slick, Jack. And uh, so he took my ring. And uh, I said, who have my ring? And he's always not me, but he was like me. You know, I, I'm like, you know what's going on with me. Just look at my face. <laughs> I, I can't put on airs if, if I'm upset. Then, then it's on my face. You know, I, I, I can't. I can't smile when I'm upset. Some of y'all are real good at it. But I'm not. Neither was Nate. You could read him like a book. You stole my ring. No, 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 I didn't. So the next day, I take him to school, and the teacher says, uh, Mr. Ford, is this your wedding band? I said, yes, it is. Where, where'd you get it? Nate gave it to the little girl that he likes. (laughs) Took my wedding band and gave it to, and and then I said, I thought you said, I I just want to be married like you. (laughs) And and so even though he was a gentle giant, uh, he had a child's mind. No, he wasn't stupid, uh, but he still had a child's mind. So one day he's in the bathtub and I hear all this splash. I go in, water's everywhere. What are you doing? "Uh, uh." He had this rubber duck and he kept putting it under the water. And then the duck would pop up and it would just, oh, he he said, he said, there. Hey, look, what's this, what's this, what's this? Jumps up in the air. (laughs) Then he said, how's it doing that? I said, well, son, you got to realize something. It has a lot of air filling it up on the inside so that the water on the outside can't hold it down because the air on the inside has force that allows it To be what we call buoyant, buoyant. Yeah, do it again. And so, boom, he put it down. And boom, and I said, I'm gonna preach that because the word spirit is the word pneuma, which means what? Deep wind. That you have to be so full of wind that whenever the waters of adversity cover you up. What's on the inside is greater than what's on the outside, and what's on the inside buoys you up and you are above the circumstances and the situation, you're able to float on what other people's thinking, oh my goodness, I feel my help coming on. That you're able, everybody look at why, how are you able to do that? Your spouse says, oh my goodness, I would have went nuts, I would have snapped, but I got something on the inside of me that's greater than what's on the outside of me. So I don't need to cuss, because he controls me by the fruit of the Spirit. I don't need to get angry, because the fruit of spirit is peace and tranquility and temperance and self-control. And so he's controlling me on the inside so that what's on the outside does not affect me. That's how you raise another man's child. Hmm. Help me, priest. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. neighbor? It's not what happens to you. It's what happens in you that makes the difference. Oh, that's it. That's it. I remember one woman saying to me, Pastor, I don't have no confidence in any of these men today. I said, well, why? Because some men are like cheap pantyhose. The first sign of stress, they run on you. I said, wow. yeah." Yeah, a man that raises another man's child, or for that fact, a woman demonstrates they're just. They've got something on the inside. Listen, they will eventually do the, not the good thing, but the God thing. That's what he's doing. He's doing the God thing. Why? Because character is who you are. And who you are will always determine what you will do no matter what comes your way. So whatever's coming your way, you need to look at yourself and say that I'm responding wrong not because of the person and what they're doing. I'm responding wrong because I don't have character that I should have to meet this opposition head on and glorify God in the midst of
1: it. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called Raising Another Man's Baby. And we're going to get back to this teaching in just a moment. You know, there are a number of different ways that you may listen to this radio program, a number of different reasons you may listen to this radio program, whether it's online, through a mobile device, through the app, or through the radio itself. And we're so encouraged to know that this program is making a difference in your life and in your walk with Christ. And if that's the case, I want to ask you today to give a gift, especially as we get close to the end of the year, being able to finish the year strong and on good footing for next year is so crucial. Uh, Would you give a generous year on gift by coming to treasuretruthradio.org and click on the link that says make a donation. We do need ongoing monthly partners as well as those who will make a generous year on gift. Again, come to treasuretruthradio.org and click on make a donation. Well, thank you for doing that. If you're just joining us, we are in Matthew chapter 1, as we're continuing a message entitled Raising Another Man's Baby. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: Some of you may remember it happened years ago, uh, but uh, a guy in New York, uh, he got in the cab and there was a bag. He opened it up. There was $80,000 in jewelry and diamonds. He turned it in. Well, ahead, tell your neighbor, he must have been a Christian. Amen. and Better than some of the ones we know, right? The jeweler had left them in there. He finds out, you know, because the bag had some kind of title on it or, you know, tag. He goes and he gives it back. You know what they gave him? A hundred dollar reward. So the newspaper, New York Times, got a hold of and said to him, they interviewed him. You gave you turned in $80,000 worth of diamonds. Wow, you know, that that's really something. And they only gave you $100? Don't you feel sick about that? Quote, no. I gave it back because I'm honest. I didn't give it back for a reward. Right. That's character. Single ladies, let me say something to you. Listen. You're dating who they are, not what they have. Uh, Yeah, so you gotta look beyond what they live in and you gotta discover what lives in them. Okay, y'all ain't gonna pray with me in here. Yeah, yeah, not what they drive, but what's driving them. Yeah, brother, look beyond the weave. Does she have any wisdom? (laughs) Yeah. She may be fine, but will she be a friend? She may be pretty, but does she have purpose? That's it, man. You you've got to make sure he's handsome, but does he have the Holy Ghost? Huh? He's got a bad car, but does he have biblical convictions? They got red-bottom shoes, but are they people of real substance? Mama used to say, all that glitters ain't gold. Remember, I tell you all the time, when you're dating somebody, you're only dating a representative. I can't get this through your head. McFly, is anybody home? You're only dating a representative. Everybody's going to put their best foot forward. They changed after we got married. No, they didn't. Didn't take enough time to find out what you really had. That's what it is. Takes time. Tell you that all the time. Yeah. See, if you're going to raise another man's child, another woman's child, you have to have character, not be a character. And it's character, listen to me now, that's reinforced in and through and by the crisis. That's important. In other words, you may not respond appropriately at first, but eventually, because God is working with you, you're going to grow to the point where you're able to do that. You know, a brother was telling me, he said... Yeah, he said, uh, you know, Pastor, he said, man, this raising somebody else's child ain't no picnic. I said, well, I don't know because all that I have are mine. And he said, you know what this boy had the nerve to say to me? I said, what? You ain't my real father. I said, wow. I said, is he still alive? He said, oh, yeah. He said, "Uh," I said, what'd you say? He said, I just said, you know, son. I'm not your real father, but guess what? You're living in my real house, (laughs) eating my real food, wearing my real clothes, sleeping in my real bed, going to school with my real book bags, And, and, and everything that you have, I paid for with my real money. So I may not be your real daddy, but I'm really the one that's taking care of you, and one day you'll thank me for it. Amen. I say that's a godly response, amen. Because I don't, I don't know. You know, even if it was my own, I don't know if I could respond to it like that. You know, yeah. Well, then go on, and get your real daddy. You know, yeah. Get get on out of here now. You know. And so, character that's reinforced through the crisis. Here it is. It's number two. Commitment. First is character, then commitment. What what kind of commitment? A respect that covers. Now, here's the scene now. Remember now, they're considered legally married. And so when you begin to look at what the Bible says, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 10, Jewish law states that if a woman commits adultery or a man commits adultery, they should be taken out and stoned. And so he wants to put her away privately. Ask me why. Ask me why. Because true love never seeks to hurt the one that hurt them. Let me say that over here. True love never seeks to hurt the one that hurt them. Hmm. First Peter 4 8 says this way Love covers a multitude of sin. He's willing to do what's best for her, and he's not concerned about himself. Wow. Why? Because marriage is a union of two forgivers. If you're not ready to forgive, you are not ready to be married. Not ready to be married. Uh, Yeah, me and Mike, we sometimes talk about how we counsel people, and we were surprised to find that we both do this. Like, I'll call people in, they'll say, I don't love her anymore. You don't love her anymore? And then I show them what has happened. It isn't that you don't love her anymore. It is y'all didn't deal with your issues. So let's say these are the issues right here. And so what happened? Unresolved conflict, and you cover. Unresolved conflict, and you cover. Unresolved conflict. And so what happens? Now, you know, you took two, three years to get in this condition. Now you think one counseling session going to change everything. No, it's a process. So you start. How do you eat elephant? one body at a time. And so you begin to do some things. And as you begin to do things, what's happening? You're uncovering that love. As you continue to work on it, continue to work on it, what happens? You continue, and then finally, boom, where is the love? There is the love. It ain't never went anywhere. It's just been covered so often and so much with unresolved conflict. And listen, let me just give you something for free. When you can't talk about it anymore, that's when you're really in a problem. What do you mean, Pastor Ford? I hear this so much. Well, we don't talk about that anymore because all we do is argue, so we'd rather not talk about it than argue about it. Y'all better find a way to talk about it because you need to know that's what shuts that communication. So now she can't talk to you about it, Deke. And so so she's she's doctor, and here's a doctor, professional, surgeon, you know. How are you today? You know, and she's talking, you know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden she can't talk to you. But now this person talking to I tell people all the time what happened in the fall. In the fall, here's what happened: Genesis chapter 2, 24, the man were both naked and uh, intimate, and not ashamed. Well, that means then communication was open. Then it says chapter three, verse one, and the serpent said to Eve. Now Chapter 2, he stopped talking to her. And then chapter 3, the snake started talking to her. So if you don't talk to your wife, some serpent, some snake will. He'll slide up to her and say, Say, s- <laughs> s- <laughs> sister, you s- <laughs> so are uh, looking good with your s- <laughs> s- sweet self. They say he heard a kind word from you all day.
1: You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford and a message called Raising Another Man's Baby, really taking a look at the character of Joseph from Matthew chapter one. Hope that you've been encouraged by this teaching and we're going to continue this next time. So I do hope you'll make it a point to tune in. But if you know you can't be by your radio, there are a number of different ways that you can listen to Pastor Ford's teaching each and every day. Obviously, radio is one of those, but you can also come to the website and you can download an MP3 for free you can stream the program through your computer or mobile device, or you can simply listen through the Moody Radio app. Now, not that long ago, we released a newer, updated version of the app, so if you've not checked it out recently or if you've never had it before, you can simply go to your favorite app store, like the iOS app store Google Play, and search for Moody Radio, or we'll link you to it when you come to treasuretruthradio.org. It's free, and in addition to being able to listen to this program, Treasure Truth, you'll be able to listen to other streaming music stations and programs produced by Moody Radio. Again, we'll link you to it when you come to treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, thanks for tuning in today. I also want to say thanks to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.